with another episode of Coffee Meets Cream. I'm your host, Phil the Philosopher, and I'm here with Larry the Bearded. Not too ready, Larry. That's what we're going to call it. Not, not too la- ready, Larry. Today. Well, last minute, Larry. is kind of last minute, Larry. I hear that. I hear that. How you living? Doing okay. How you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. Scale of one to ten. How you living? Six and a half. Six and a half. Got a good bourbon, but waiting on a lot of a lot of nonsense stuff. I haven't worked on the house. Long story short, and it's always it's always the electric company that makes you wait. Oh. Always the power company. You gonna get those solar power nuts? Thinking about it. How you living, Phil? I'm good. I'm good. Scale of one to ten, I'm around the eight solid. Not bad. You know, regular everyday stuff. All right. All right. Let's hop right to it there, Phil. We got a spicy one tonight. Spicy. It depends who you ask. Mm-hmm. How spicy is spicy? I, I, I'd say it's pretty spicy given the current climate of things right now there, Phil. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty spicy. First and foremost, rest in peace to the children in Uvalde, Texas. Rest in peace. Uh, our topic is guns. Guns. That's right. Guns. Guns. Why is guns so an issue? So what about guns, Phil? Like, what what are we going to talk about? Um, the fact that it is so readily available. Hmm. I, I have some statistics here. Well, before we just jump right into stats, mm-hmm. let's set a little bit of groundwork, shall we? Yes. Uh, let's let's each kind of give a little background on how we feel about them so mm-hmm. that the listeners out there aren't confused. Mm-hmm. Uh, first and foremost, I am neither vehemently pro-gun nor anti-gun. I kind of stand a little in the middle because mm-hmm. I don't think that people should not be al- allowed to own guns because hell... There are tons of fun. Have you ever shot a gun, Phil? Once or twice. It's not my favorite thing to do, but... Not my favorite, but hey, at the range, I get it. It's fun. It's great. Do I think people should have them in their home? Mm-hmm. Not a ton, but that's, you know, up for discussion. Uh, I personally think no one should have an assault rifle in their home. Period. End of discussion. Not that you shouldn't own one, but you shouldn't have one in your house. I'll parse into that a little bit, a little bit later. But um, basically, I, I don't hate all guns. I don't think anyone should take all the guns away. But I think we should have some pretty sensible restrictions on who has access to them, when you can get them, how you can get them, why you should get them, why you should wait, etc. Phil? I don't like guns. That's fair. We're from the era. Me and you, we're from mm. the era. Era. If you have a problem with somebody, you shoot the fair one, you shoot the five. They don't do that anymore. You hear, if you got a problem with somebody, they're going to shoot you. Why? Why, was, why are we now ready to just kill somebody instead of just doing it the way we used to? Solving our problems. Shooting the fair one. You have five fingers. 
make a fist. You do it. You, you fight fair. Now it's fighting with guns. Well, guns give this sense of empowerment that you don't have with your fists. Because you're oh, afraid I mean, to that... lose? Yeah, maybe. We're at the point where we're sensitive and we're afraid to lose. Sensitivity. I think it's a little more complex than that, but the topic tonight is guns in particular. So it's not sensitivity, Phil. It's guns. You're right. So you don't like guns. Right. So, so then so then it's mental. So let's let's dig a little deeper into your feelings and thoughts on guns. Before so, before we get too deep. Okay. Happily, happy uh mental health awareness for men this month. It's happy men's. What? It's men's health awareness this month. Men's health awareness or men's mental, mental health? Mental health awareness. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, and this ties into the topic because mental health and people shooting is an issue. Well, 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 there, my friend. All right. So you, you kind of just hit me with it. I was gonna kind of lead up to that because I, I had but it's, very, it, it is it is it is this month. Well, I, it, I had a very uh, in depth conversation with our friend, a mutual friend, Chris, about this before. Um, mm-hmm. Shouts out to Chris, by the way. First of all, before we get into it again, uh, have Pride Month as well. Yes, more power to my people. Yes, uh, I'd like to get some other Pride content out this month, but you know we'll see what happens. Anyway, mm-hmm. so. I was discussing this with Chris before, and funny you bring this specifically up. I don't think it's right to use the term mental illness to referring to people have issues with committing acts of violence and guns. So are you sure now? Hold on, I'm gonna get into that in a second. So I'm only addressing this because you just brought it up, but I want to try and stay on topic of guns specifically, but Let's let's just quickly the cut through this. Um, I don't think mental illness is the correct term to use. I think it should be maybe something like improper mental hygiene. What? The reason why I say that, the reason why I say that is because A, it's kind of degrading to people who actually have true mental illnesses. One. Two, um, me- mental illness is just as vague a term as he is ill. What does that even mean? Like ill with what? What does he have? Alzheimer's, ALS, uh, tinea versicolor? Like what's an illness? Define illness. So they're very vague terms. So I think mental illness and in reference to guns is too vague and improper mental hygiene, which I'm kind of just making up terminology right now, but do we need something better to define this? Because this isn't just because there's something ticking wrong in people. Like people are not taking care of themselves and they don't have the resources to seek help to properly take care of themselves. So this is, there's a degradation on mental well-being happening. And I think that that's how the conversation should look at uh, people's mental awareness in this context, because it's not just always oh, mentally ill. It's looking at, you know, people are improperly uh, suited to deal with their problems and they don't have the resources or tools to properly handle them. And what does that go with? Mental hygiene? Mental mental health, but mental illness I was specifically calling out. 
So health, fine, I'll, I'll jive with that. Uh, well-being, hygiene, whatever the hell you want to call it, give a shit. I think that the problem that I was bringing up with my buddy before was that it, illness is the wrong term. Anyway, guns. Let's talk guns. So Phil, what are your, what's your stance on guns in America? Should people have guns? Go. Guns is blood money. Guns is blood money. So, And I may explain this to you because Representative Cortez said it very well. Uh, in between 2009 and 2020, the gun manufacturers sold 22 million guns. Mm-hmm. They made record profits threefold my friend threefold Mm. what does that mean record profits yeah blood money and and so uh, you as you understand we have a gun problem here in new york right new york well we're just we're just calling out new york just i'm calling out new york for a reason well, hold on. What problem in New York? Access to? Because some would argue that, yeah, it's hard to get guns in New York. No, it's not. It's illegal guns on the streets. Illegal guns? It's hard to get legal guns in New York. Illegal guns in the streets. A lot of gun violence. And you've seen it. People get shot on the train just because the train's getting shot up. You could be in your house. Someone shoot up your house. And you get shot in the arm. Innocent people dying. Kids dying. Just because of Nobody knows how to shoot a gun and they're shooting a gun in the streets while broad daylight. Nobody's afraid anymore. There's a surplus of guns in the streets coming from the South. We're talking about the Carolinas. We're talking about Georgia. We're talking about Florida. It's coming from the South. And Texas. And I'm talking about close, close, to, close to New York, my friend. So I want to play into your stat for a second. Mm-hmm. There are more guns than people in the United States. I agree with you. No, no, no. This is not an agree or disagree. I'm going to say that again, nice and slow. There are more guns than people in our country. That's a lot of guns. That's so probably to too many guns. Ah, I'm, I'm so glad you asked, Phil. So but you know, I, I, just, I just want to bring up another stat. Ah, that go I ahead. Go ahead. Between the years 2009 and 2018. Mm. You know how many school shootings we have? Or we've had 288. Right? Our G7 partners combined five. Five school shootings, G7 partners, United States alone, 288. Now I'm going to to just address some of the immediate naysayers because I know I can hear the nagging voices out there already saying, we don't know what other countries are reporting. We can't believe their stats and numbers. Well, we can say this on a global scale. We've more or less heard about some of the larger incidences. Uh, what was it? New Zealand a couple of years ago, yes, that there was a yes. very bad shooting. Yes. Uh, it, it was a pretty high number. It was like 39 or 50 people killed some, some right. larger number right. immediately banned assault weapons and those kinds of rifles that were using the attack nothing since 
most developed nations are real are real problems most developed nations have put forth some kind of legislation to restrict people from having access to these kinds of guns didn't canada recently do it too i think they're going handguns too they're going handguns which is like this is after Uvalde. yeah this is pretty radical and listen if countries want to restrict access of like guns and not rifles like hunting rifles which i would classify differently because i you know it's my understanding is that you can't really it's not a musket but you can't really reload a hunting rifle in the same way that you would reload uh you know like a, an automatic or semi-automatic rifle and or a handgun mm-hmm. um a hunting rifle is much more purpose-built for hunting than an assault you know, rifle right it takes a, a, an amount of uh, skill and dedication to you know shooting in a certain way and preparation my friend and preparation so i don't know if canada's banning hunting rifles or not but i i can see that being something that we can say all right you know what those can stay but i digress um so you asked how can we fix that i think one of the answers that i have and now i'm just going to say it again too uh you and i are just regular folks and don't necessarily have all the answers, but I think two sensible men can come up with some kind of idea just based off what they've seen and lived and say, well, we can both see this. That seems pretty obvious. No, right? Absolutely, I agree with you. So one thing I discussed was um, having gun buybacks very large gun buybacks for very large amounts of money, especially if the guns have no serial numbers. So you're talking about getting guns back and giving them a stimulus. Uh, exactly what I'm talking about. Does two things, gets guns off the street, mm-hmm. helps the community a little bit, obviously by not having guns, and also helps the people who were at one time afraid to even be around these guns and have them. I mean, if they were caught with them, they'd get in a whole lot of trouble with a gun buyback. Not only are you not in trouble, but you're getting paid. Yeah, I agree. And the whole purpose is to say, hey, we know you got some guns. It's okay. We'll just take them back. That's it. So that's that's one thing we can do to start. How about raising the age? That's another it, I mean, New York already passed it to 21, right? They just passed it to 21 after some people. Somebody had to die for them to pass it on to 21. Do you realize that? Kids had to die. Why does it have to be that way? Why do, why do, why do people have to die in order for you to make it right? You know how they put stop, stop lights up on the street? Oh At a God. random corner? Someone had to die for them to get it right. Why do people have to lose their lives? in order for you to make a move. Big, bigger question is, gun reform mm. went through the Senate, sweeping, no problem. It gets to the, to, it went to the House of Representatives, it gets yeah, to the, the Senate, and it's not gonna pass. Well, that's, Why? that's HR 8 right there. Why? These are people we voted into power. Well, not you and I, Phil. Ah, I, I understand <laughs> you, I understand you. But the people, so, like, and I don't know if it's mostly the South, mm. but understand the problems that are going on right now. 
you remove gun violence in the world in the United States, in the United States, mm-hmm. the world will be a better place. For you and for me and the entire human race, there are people dying. This is, we all heard this before. It's not the first, it's not the last. We all heard this before. Me and you, we're both from New York. You telling me that when you turn on the news and you hear this gun violence in the city, gun violence in Long Island also, nobody's safe. How do you feel walking the streets? Not as safe as I could feel. Exactly. I agree with you. I agree with you. Not as safe as I would be either. It's crazy. It's very crazy. So HRA. This is one of the examples that flew through the House and then was gridlocked in the Senate. Are you familiar with HRA? No. Please explain it. Long and short is that HR 8 is a bipartisan bill, so they, they, they came to some agreements with, that would expand background checks. Pretty simple and rudimentary uh, regulation to put in place and say like, hey, you can't just buy a gun. You need to get some kind of background check. Okay. I don't know how the federal background check registry would look. That, that is a long and convoluted road to get there because that's not something you build overnight. I'm aware of that, but this is a very big problem and requires very big, very complex solutions for very big, complex problems. I'll say this. They can build it overnight. They can get it done if they want to. I'll tell you this much. If the IRS, they can look for somebody because they owe money, they can get this done. Well, you know, the IRS doesn't really look for the, the big purpose because it's it's too hard to parse through everything they look for guys under you know 100 grand under 10 grand <laughs> you know it's true they don't, they, they don't look for me and you no they they do they look for me and you they don't look for the guys who are embezzling millions because that's just too difficult to connect the dots so then so that's exactly the point so you're telling me if you can look for the little people you could also look for the little people that don't deserve bad guns you who, who who who's shooting people the little people that don't deserve bad guns well, then that, that brings the conversation like cops aren't fulfilling their duties as, as much as they should be. I mean, not even discussing the 19 cops who just kind of stood around in Uvalde. Uh, That's the, another thing. You, see, I didn't, you, you brought it up. You brought it up. That's why you're the man. I ain't going to lie to you. Why? Why did you just... Who ate, so you don't deserve to be a cop. What's the oath that you take? What's Super all this training serve. that you go... What's all this training that you do? So I, I don't want to go too much on cops because I can I can shit on cops for a while and not all cops are the best. But you, a lot of cops hide behind the fraternity of the police hood and it breeds a lot of bad apples, unfortunately. Some great people out there who are cops, I know a lot of them personally. They got some pretty bad seeds in there and they sully the whole thing not going to get into that though. What we are I'm, going to get I'm, into. I'm going to tell you something that's controversial. Mm. That's that's like uh, it's real bad. Mm. How far back can you remember that New York wasn't this violent? Um, I mean, it really wasn't that violent during the Bloomberg era by comparison. What was in place during the Bloomberg era? Oh, don't say stop and frisk. 
All right. As we move on, we move on, we move on, we move on. It's racist. Anyway, we move on. Anyway, really, you support stopping for it? I don't, but okay. The numbers. Look at the numbers. Well, listen. Well, I actually, don't support it. actually, if you want to look at the numbers, no, no, we're gonna move on. We move no on. crime overall has gone down since in the last forty years. However, yep, overall crime has gone down. However, mm-hmm. violent gun crime in proportion to declining crime has increased. So what's mm-hmm. happening is there's a belief that there's a boogeyman, a boogeyman, but is really not the boogeyman that people think that it is it's the crime is actually decreasing but people are arming themselves like crime is increasing and the Mm. crime the crimes that are happening are either accidental because people mishandle their weapons or people who shouldn't have access to guns all of a sudden get access to guns that wouldn't commit a crime otherwise um those are the kinds of crimes that we're starting to see so let's bring it back to guns so back to the cops and uvalde for a second why didn't they go in because they were scared of what a man with an assault rifle and all oh, of them had pistols. And with a gun. And they all had pistols. They all had guns too. That's right. They had handguns. So we're, we're going to just right there, just immediately push out the good guy with the gun theory. Because yes, a board, a patrol agent did come in and stop him eventually. But it took how many cops? It took overall? 40 minutes, right? Come on. Yeah, 40, he, was outside, he was outside the school shooting up for 12 minutes before he even got inside the school. What the hell? Like, how does that even happen? The topic is guns. Let's stick to guns. Yeah. <laughs> the point is that we're, I'm already going to debunk the whole good guy with a gun thing because mm-hmm. in that situation already, there wasn't a good guy with a gun to stop him. And not only that, he was shooting at innocent people in a school. What are you going to do? Arm kids with guns now? Come on. Teachers this, who have enough this, on their plate to begin with? Come on. This brings me back to exactly what I was telling you. Mm. He shot kids. Kids who did nothing to him. Mm-hmm. What was going on in his head? <sighs> what demon? What was he really even thinking? What was he thinking? Well, that I think is a whole other discussion. But that... this is what I talk about. The me- it's mental. All right. It's a mental thing. It's becoming very clear to me that this is going to have to become a two-parter discussion because this is this you is, call this it, is a complex call, issue. You're calling it out before we even get there, my friend. Let's just stick to what we do with. This is a complex issue, Phil. And it there's, is there's a no, complex There's issue, no one but, answer. There's but, no one wrong answer. There's no one right answer. But like Matthew McConaughey said when he went to the White House, we've lost our values as a nation. We lost our sympathy and our heart. And we lost family. We lost religion. This all has to be fixed. This all has to be fixed. I I understand your object on mental, but I also understand that why pull a trigger? 
And you're right, there is more guns than there is people in the United States. And that goes back to me saying that the record profits on guns between 2009 and 2019. Well, let's, let's sum it up with these parts. As I've said before, and I'll say it again, uh, I'll take from the wire, always follow the money. That sentiment will live with me. Blood money, my friend, blood money. And I, I don't know if everyone out there listening has seen The Wire, but that what was that season, I think it was season four. Uh, they're doing the investigation saying, always follow the money. You're more, you're more than a brother than I thought, Larry. And that, that will stick with me forever because that is the sentiment that I feel that if we are following the money, we will find who is pulling the strings in this capitalist society because let's face it it always revolves around the money and where's the money here we'll see how much of which senator votes no well the money here seems to be from the nra who is actually you know doing very poorly financially speaking that's Um, odd because they have record profits the nra does not uh Gun manufacturers do. In fact, more guns are sold after a school shooting than any other time because people get the fear that their guns are going to be taken away. (sighs) Listen, there's no simple solution to all these issues with guns. I mean, I can lay out some basic framework that I think are things might work. Things I I don't believe there's no simple solution. X to G. No, there's there's not at all. G seven countries like. Like Chris, I was talking to about this and same thing. And he said, I I mentioned him how instead of owning assault rifles and owning them in your home, we really want to have assault rifles out, have preordained ranges where you get proper training and use them only at the range. Increase the cost of ammo. Don't allow people to buy large ammunition cartridges. Don't allow certain kinds of guns to be brought inside of a house, period, end of discussion, full stop. No one should own a gun without some kind of proper license. Like you have to get to drive a freaking car. We allow people to drive 5,000 pound death machines on the road only with access to properly licensed and trained uh, criteria. But yet we just allow any old yokel to shoot people with 30 bullet multi-spray kill machines. I mean, there's some simple things we can do to, to prevent some of this without having to take away all the guns. But it's, again, it's a very layered, complex problem because I know there's always going to be someone complaining, oh, well, they want to take this away. They want to... Listen, even though it's in the Constitution, the Constitution is not a sacrosanct. It is not this gift sent from God that we need to follow to a T. We can change it. In fact, we have 27 times. We, I don't know, what's the word? Oh, yeah, that's right. Amended it a bunch of times. But, but this is what this is. It, it, they need to, though. But I think they don't want to. Well, no, of course they don't want to. They don't want to. And, you know, 
this is this is more heartbreaking than anything. Guns is it has a thing to it where it brings wars, it brings conflict, and the reason why people have guns is to protect themselves. But in all retrospect, it only brings more hurt and more harm. Yeah. What's the purpose of a gun? So people can enjoy shooting things. And, and again, people. I, I mean, shooting stuff is kind of fun, but not, not people. When human lives are the cost you have to pay for freedom, we've hit a new low. Very much so. Very sad. Very much so. Two minutes, Larry. Tell me how you would fix it. Well, I just went through my small list of things. I mean, what, what do you got? What are your, some of your solution, solutions? Raise the age. Hmm. Training. Yeah, license Counseling. Training. Okay. Faith and family. I disagree a little on the faith thing because I think there's we atheists have, out we there. Should, how about this? I agree. We need a moral compass. We, we lack a moral compass as a country. I think that was all gone a while ago. I think we had it. It's gone now. What was it? When did we have it? What was our moral compass before it went away? I was too young. But I, I felt like the world was a safer, safer place when I was younger. I like to idealize that uh, the compass was that we just knew not to betray our fellow man. And I use that in the colloquial sense, like not to, you know, do wrong by our neighbor. And that was when we were younger. And I think not directly, but yeah, kind of directly, uh, the human nature to be predisposed for greed which capitalism feeds into just amazing um but the predisposition for greed makes man do things that they wouldn't otherwise do because they want more money power and respect it's the key to life you know key to life money power respect um so i think that you know our current structure does not allow us to showcase the kind of morality that we really need to have as a functioning society because we don't have the correct checks and balances in place and i think a lot of those was that go ahead i think a lot of those uh went out the window over the last 30 plus years uh and i'm just going to call out the man who really cemented the future of american politics and made the dumpster fire that it is today Let's give a, a warm round of applause for uh, Mr. Ronald Reagan, really screwing up the American political system. Reagan ethics. God. <laughs> so what it boils down to, I guess I blame Reagan. It's all his fault. I, was, I wasn't, <laughs> can I tell you, I wasn't really around 
but obviously, it's, I think it's I think I was all... I think I was swimming in daddy's balls. I don't think I was around for all of that. It's not all Ronald Reagan's fault, obviously. I mean, he contributed to a lot of the vitriol that we have in, in the political discourse. But you know, um, bottom line is we we were healthier before politicians wanted to see the schism to usurp power. They divide and conquer. They like that. And we were healthy when we worked together. We had common enemies, the Russians. For a long time, it was the Soviets, the Russians. You'd think that when they invaded Ukraine, we'd come together and be like, yeah, the Russians, go get them. Uh, nah. 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 These, these grifters in modern politics are like, hmm, how can we make a divide even greater? Hmm. See them rubbing their little mitts. Well, anyway. as we close out, this was a good episode. We're a little over the place, but uh, I think the next part, we, we're definitely going to have to discuss some of the the inadequacies that we see in our mental health system. That's another conversation for another day. Another conversation for another day. And on that note, we're out of here. Take care. <laughs>